Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast, and today I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. How are we? I'm great, mate. Thank you. So, Matthew, let's get right into it. What a result that was for Rangers last night. Villarreal 2, Rangers 2. Nobody seen this coming. No, nobody gave the chance. Not even me, not even you. Uh, I would think most Rangers fans, most realistic Rangers fans as well, wouldn't give their chance. But we went over to Spain, and not, not forget they're a top Spanish club. They came fifth in La Liga. That's, that's a good achievement. And we went over there. First half, we weren't great. Second half, we were much better. And we could even win it at the end with Scott Airfield. But at the end of the day, we got a draw when no one gives a chance. That, that was the hardest the hardest game in the group and we managed to get a point and I couldn't be happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously we conceded early on and the players were very shook up by that. And Villarreal, in the first half, they didn't create a lot, but they definitely dominated. They dominated in possession. Rangers were struggling to string a pass together and Villarreal just passing the ball around very, very fluidly. They were really good first half, played some good stuff. And second half, I thought we were the better team. We came right out the trap, so we pressed them all over the park and we showed so much character and fight. So we did. We did. Um, obviously, first half, again, um, continue, sorry, in the first 35 seconds is not, not the start you want in a big European away game. Um, but like I said, come out of the trap second half. And even when we did go behind in the second half, the players' heads didn't drop. Uh, Steve Gerrard, he's, he's brought in winners. He wants a winner mentality, and that's exactly what he got there. Kill that if he stepped up, got his first European goal for Rangers, and what a time to get it. And that second half, we just we just played so well, and I just shouldn't be happy with that second half performance. Mm-hmm. Well, there were some bits here and there, but overall, it was a great second half. When Seaman equalised, uh, you can tell the players were very hyper, they were very excited, yeah. and the players just lost their concentration. Uh, as you see with Barisic, his terrible defending yeah. uh, for Villarreal's second goal, but the big man made up for it, so he did. For uh, He played a part in the, the second goal, so he did. And uh, Honestly, mate, I was really surprised that we got the second goal and made it two each, because I thought when it was 2-1, right, that's it. Game done and dusted, but the players were like, No, we're going to get back in this for a second time. And we done it, and I was like, Surely not, surely we can't hold on to this. But towards the end, mate, big Scotty Arfield, oh, how did they know bury that? I know, I know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. If that was like, say, Lafferty, for example, that, no question about that, that would have been in back of the net. Um, and the fact that we've been talking about we could have got a win is just unbelievable, I think, and it just shows how far we've came. Like, I think it was four years ago yesterday. Um, we drew Alawa one each drew Alawa one each and now we're back in a big time European Knights drawn away to Villarreal doesn't come much better than that yeah exactly and we, honestly mate Rangers done the fans proud last night done the fans pow- proud and they've done Scottish football proud as well they did they did and I think even Celtic fans who um, say no you're going to lose 3 or 4 now then <laughs> yeah Wait. That's what Ben said. Ben said on oh, our Scott score chat, Rangers would get beat 4 0. Sorry, Ben, we need to stick you in there, big man. That's what he said. That's what he said. 4 0. I said 2 0, right? I thought they would beat us 2 0. But I didn't think what they were doing. Um, but see, when we uh, conceded early on, I thought, right, here we go. This could be a real doing here. But my God, Rangers really showed a lot of fight, a lot of character, showed a lot of grit as well. And they stuck at it. And oh, just honestly, I'm absolutely ecstatic, mate. 
over the moon. I know. Over the moon, mate. And that was our hardest game in the group away from home to Villarreal. But we need to build on this. We need to build on it. We need to go on, go on and try and take more points and get out the group. I think we've got every chance now to get out of this group. Because exactly. that, that will set the tone for the rest of the, the games now. And we need to build on that performance, that second half performance. Uh, because see, in the first half, we showed them far too much respect. We stood off them and it was the wrong thing to do. And uh, Steven Gerrard, I think, has learned his lesson from the Celtic game and that first half performance. We need to stop showing teams far too much respect. Exactly. We need, we need teams that you show us respect, you know. We need to realise how, how good we actually are. Um, and that's not me being... Um, that's not me overreacting or seeing we're better than we are. Listen, if we, if we go out and attack teams and show them, like, listen, we're, we're the team you need to be fair in here, we'll go out and get results like we did last night in our second half. Um, like I said, they're a the top Spanish team, but we went out... They finished fifth, they mate. They finished fifth, so... Exactly. exactly. They're a good I mean, side, right? Even though they've had quite a shaky start in the league, that doesn't matter, right? I think they're like four games in, right? You know, so they're a good side, right? And the Spanish league is one of the top leagues in the world, uh, and it's seen when it comes to Europe. They've been dominating over the last few years, right? When it comes to European competitions, they've been dominating. So, yeah, the argument can be made that Spanish league is the best league in the world, right? And Rangers stood toe-to-toe with a very good Villarreal side. And people try to say, some Celtic fans or certain people say that was Villarreal's B team. Villarreal's team out there last night was worth £40 million, right? Our team was worth, I think, £6 million. Exactly. Yeah, and see the thing though is as well, right? We were missing Azaria, Ryan Jack and Morelos, and we had a defender starting for the first time last night. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it just goes to show you can have all the money in the world that can mean he hot on the night, and we absolutely gave our best. We we showed these teams. Listen, I don't care who you are. We're gonna get there, give you a game, and like you say, we step toe to with them and do ourselves proud, made Scotland proud, and like so we need to this. Wait, this this can't be like oh, what is all fantastic and just lay back and you know. Exactly, and honestly, I could not agree more with what you just said there. And uh, is that nine games unbeaten in Europe? It is nine games unbeaten. Nine games, games unbeaten in Europe. That is fantastic. So it is and it see is. Stephen Gerrard, um, what a start he's made. Right, see, right after that old firm game, certain people saying, "Oh no, that's is it. This is it. The cracks are starting to appear now. It's only down. It's only a downward spiral here for Rangers. Utter, utter nonsense." So it was. Stephen Gerrard will be the man that will stop Tenero. Honestly, right, he will be the man. Steven Gerrard has done a marvellous uh, job so far, a marvellous job. And we're only going to get better as the season goes on. We're only going to improve. This team is only going to get better. This team's about three months old. Am I right? Two or three months old, so it is. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So people were jumping the gun, right? And see certain sports journalists last night that were slagging Steven Gerrard right after the old firm game, saying, oh, oh that was... Uh, Steven Gerrard, he's, I think he's going to get found out now. They were very quiet last night, so they were. They were. They were very they were. quiet, like Tom English, for example. They were very quiet, and uh, 
I, that's the thing, mate. Rangers deserve a lot of praise after last night. So does Steven Gerrard. So, and I really like his post-match interview as well. He was very yeah. level-headed, saying, right, that was a good start to the group, but we need to build on it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and he, he's no, like Steven Gerrard's obviously no big, he's not going to get ahead of himself, he's not going to say, oh, we're going to get there. When they were playing against Chris, say, listen, we know what we, we can do, we know what we, we want to do, and that's what he's going to go out there and try and do, <laughs> that makes any sense. Um, and going back to obviously Pundit, I remember, I think it was during the summer game, Spears, uh, I think it was the Telegraph or something like that, says, um, try to build, build Rangers in Scotland's going to be a task, and he looks under the pressure or something like that, he looks <laughs> overwhelmed. I remember that. I was like, yeah. I was just like, what? Uh, yeah, mate, do you know what he said? Right after the Aberdeen game. <laughs> oh my God, it was so funny. Right after the Aberdeen game, right, he said Stephen Gerrard looked scared in the, rain, in the dugout. That's he it, said I, he that looked scared. <laughs> you tell me, he was like, he looks frightened. Like, are you having a laugh? I know. Oh, oh absolute nugget, man. Yeah, mate, absolute see, nugget. Just let this sink in, right? Some of these guys get paid to talk about football. Let that sink in. I know. We talk more sense than them, man. And, oh, honestly, but... Listen, we can't get John and all that. Stephen Gerrard won't get John into all that. He's he's done at the highest level. Oh, I know. I know. He's going to he's going to he's going to do for Rangers, whether that be local league success, and whether that be winning like he will deliver to Rangers, and that's starting to show already. Yeah, he will be the guy that will stop ten. I know. Might not be this season, but he will be the guy that will stop it. 100%. And you also see what Wayne Rooney said about Gerard. He reckons uh, Gerard will be managing in the EPL in the next two or three years. Maybe not that soon, but he will definitely be one day. Yeah, he will be. I've got full confidence in Steven Gerrard. I do. And he proved a lot of people wrong last night because a lot of people were doubting him right after that old firm game. And I, I've said, I said it last week uh, on the pod. We lost that old firm game due to the way we set up and our team selection the way we set up and the players were obviously a bit tired right but on the day Celtic were better but it was just purely down to the way we set up and, the, and we showed Celtic far too much respect that day and we and obviously as I said last week as well we made them look better than what they are and Celtic are beatable right we'll get into Celtic a bit later on right but we'll just stick on this uh, the result last night for a little bit but obviously uh, last night was a great moment for the fans because yesterday um, was uh, yesterday four years ago we drew with Alwa and then four years later we drew with Villarreal away from home exactly and we've brought, brought over 2,000 fans to, to Villarreal 2,000 fans who were singing all night and they got the performance that they they deserve those fans that travelled and they got that performance um, mm. like I said maybe the first half were not great but the second half we need to be playing like that every single game and the fans were absolutely brilliant last night I went over we shout out to them and also a big shout out to Alan McGregor saved well, us uh, a few times last night so he did he like I was I, I criticised him slightly for the first goal he, I think he's maybe a bit too far off his line but like I said it was an absolute wonder yeah, strike it was a fantastic strike backer yeah. uh, but yeah you can't, you can't underestimate how good McGregor is he's, if it wasn't for him mate we, we would not be in Europe if it was not for McGregor Rangers would not be in Europe exactly the amount of times he saved us in Europe that, that as well against um, is it Oziak or something yeah it was then, I'm sure yeah uh, um, and nine games unbeaten in Europe you have to say the reason for that is Alan McGregor and for me 
there's absolutely no debate between him and Gordon. It's McGregor, hands down. Yeah, hands down. It, there's no debate whatsoever. Craig no. Gordon is a terrible goalkeeper. He's past his best, right? He was a great keeper back in the day, right? And for a couple seasons at Celtic, he was good. Right now, he's past his best. I'm very surprised Celtic have not went out and brought in another goalkeeper. Like There's keepers out there like Fraser Foster. I'm surprised that they haven't went and got him back. Hello. Correct me if I'm wrong, mate, right? But does he start at uh, Southampton? He doesn't know. They've, they, um, Alex McCarthy, I think, is number one. All oh, right, so he's on the bench. He's on, I don't think he's even on the bench, to be fair. Um, but he certainly doesn't get a game either way. Mm, yeah. Because um, obviously, Southampton spent, I think it was 13 million, Alex McCarthy. And I think Forster was set to leave in the summer, but for whatever reason, a move didn't materialise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But who was your man of the match last night? My man of the match last night was probably Lafferty, but honestly, I thought Lafferty worked hard. Every, all, all the boys worked hard, but Lafferty was—he has some shift, and he done tremendous. Got got a goal as well, and Kyle Lafferty was a different player completely from the first spell at Rangers to now. He's a lot more mature, so he is, and he's clearly yeah. a better player than what yeah. he was before in his previous spell. Exactly, and at 31, he has to beat his best now to get in the certain eleven to get in the Rangers team. Um, and like he strikes back, he's, he's he's good at like obviously helping out the boys in the back, but he's also a good outlet at the front to relieve a bit of pressure, hold up the ball well, give the team a bit more seconds to get their shape back or just get a breath or whatever. And obviously, we all know how good he is at finishing. And he's, he's even got a free kick in his locker nowadays, so he's an good footballer. Uh, what did you make of Tav last night? I thought Tav was really good last night. I think that's the best I've seen, seen him in a wee while. It was. Obviously, he's been a bit patchy as of recently, but he's obviously signed that, signed that new contract, um, club captain, um, and didn't really pass it wrong last night. Aye, mate. Um, See, going forward, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was superb going forward. He was just so great going forward, mate. He was, anytime he was going forward, you were thinking, right, and he whips across in, you're thinking, right, here we go. Might get a wee video. Someone might get an end of it. See, that's another thing. See, the set pieces last night. The balls were all knocking in from the, the set pieces were good, but nobody was getting on the end of them. I know, just it's either going straight to the keeper or getting cleared by the first man or whatever. Um, which is disappointing because we, we definitely had a height, height advantage um, with big Joe Waddle, Goldstein and Lafferty. Lafferty. Yeah. <clears throat> um, should have made, definitely took advantage of them more. Um, that's something we'll be looking to prove on in training. Um, but no, going back to Tav, like, I think that maybe the first half he was a bit quiet, but it kind of had to be because they were all over us. But the second half, along with other player, he came out. Um, that The, the ball um, Tav can put into the boxes second to none at times. Um, and if he shows that every game, we can, we can outscore any opponent. See, when he was given the armband, right? Uh, I was very sceptical of it because he had the armband for the majority of last year I think he had it basically for, uh, all last season he basically, right? basically was captain last season he yeah. was captain last season right and he was not a great captain so when Gerard gave him the armband I was baffled by it to be honest completely baffled like why is he giving James Tavernier the armband he was a terrible captain last year and I still have concerns about him being captain but obviously Stephen Gerrard knows more than me and he deals with Tavernier every day so he must see something in him so I'm not going to question Stephen Gerrard about that but I do have my concerns about it I would have gave it to uh, Alan McGregor, McGregor if I'm being honest 
I would have gave it to Al McGregor, but it is what it is. Um, I would. I. I. I, I I think he's been. I, I disagree. I think he's actually been a, quite a good captain. You think so? Uh, I think so. I would obviously. I would have, me personally, I would have given give it to McGregor as well. But if you think about it, Tav has been solid the last few years. He's been there for the longest. He's obviously been there since the championship days, and um, along with him and Hardy, well, Hardy went away for a wee bit to be fair. But with the constant chopping and changing of the squads and the managers at Rangers the last few years, the one constant that's been there has been James Tavernier. And he knows what it's all about now, he, and he's bought right into the to the kind of ethics of the club that what you expect from Rangers player. And I think he's, I think he's a great captain. Um, I see where you're coming from. I can see uh, you made some good points. So you definitely did. No, but, but it was just last season though when he was given the armband, he was he was really poor. But this season he's been. His performances have improved definitely, and I hope he proves me wrong. Absolutely, I really want him to prove me wrong. But I'm just saying I do have my res- uh, concerns about it. So I do, but. It is what it is. Um, what do you make of Glenn Middleton last night when he came on? <laughs> he's even a player. He's even a player. <laughs> he's he's going to be a player, no. But uh, he's, he's still raw. He's still a young boy. He's still got lots and lots to learn. He's only 18 years old. But what were you doing when you were 18? I certainly wasn't playing the European League game for Rangers. <laughs> I know. It's mental. You know, it's, uh, he's got huge, huge uh, potential. I know, but we, we can't rush him. We, we no, can't rush him, we can't, you know. Because remember what happened with John Fleck? Rushed him. Exactly. We'll see now. League One. Well, he, to be fair, he's actually still quite good now, but it, it did fall away a bit. I know, but he didn't live up to the hype. No, nah, he's the Scottish winner, Yeah, he didn't live up to the potential that we all expected him to have, nah, you know. Exactly, but Gerard will know how to, how to, how to develop him and he'll help him through this process and... It will, it will get starts. So you can't rush him into the starting games. Obviously, he's got his first goal against Dundee at the weekend, and when he came on last night, he played well. And I just stopped his reaction. See when we when we equalised with Lafferty, just that reaction he had, like out straight to the manager, and was like cheering, and that's what you want. And he, he absolutely loves it, and he's he's taking his chance, his chance with both hands. Yeah, you're right, mate. So we've uh, spent, I think, near enough twenty minutes on this game. Is there anything else you want to add on uh, last night's? Um, Amazing result. No, I think we're kind of covered everything. I'd like to say absolutely dog performance from the Rangers and to get a point back, like I've said several times. I just can't get over it. It's a, an amazing, amazing, amazing feeling. Yeah, what an amazing result last night it was uh, for Rangers and Scottish football. And uh, it's doable, mate. We can get out this group. We definitely can definitely. get out this group. And I'm, I'm still absolutely buzzing. Can't wipe the smile off my face. <laughs> um, but I tell you what, mate, Rangers uh, in Europe on Thursday nights, man, Friday's going to be pretty, to be quite a struggle, <laughs> especially if you get a good result. <laughs> I know, we're going to get used to this, but it's not a problem I'm going to complain about. Yeah, so, obviously, uh, before uh, we move on to uh, Celtic, we'll talk about briefly about uh, the Rangers game at the weekend there, Dundee, a very mm-hmm. uh, solid performance, a professional performance, uh, 4-0 against Dundee, a clean sheet played some decent stuff at times, but Steven Gerrard was expecting a lot more, so he was, in uh, his post-match interview he was saying. I know, I was kind of surprised by that, well obviously, going, I should be surprised now, obviously non Gerrard's a win on that, but I was surprised, that, well obviously 1-4 now, it was very comfortable, we, we played um, very good attacking football, and you see the second half was a lot better, but I mean, the first half, I think that's when we got three goals, in the first half, 
Yeah. Uh, two or three in the first half anyway. Second half, half we weren't all that great. Second half we weren't all that great. It was. And he was saying, but he's saying yeah. the second half is better, which I thought was a bit strange. But I know that's a, I, yeah. think that, I didn't think we were all that great. Um, but nah. The thing is, though, so, 4 0 against Dundee, right? I know Dundee are really low in confidence, right? As like we all seen, right? Dundee were really poor. They were yeah, they, defensively. Yeah. They were all over the place. That team is in a real bad way. Lacking incompetence, there's no belief. Neil McCann, I don't see him lasting there very long. I said that uh, at the start of the season as well. I don't see him lasting there much longer. Um, but Kenny Miller got a red card. Um, what did he make of that? Yeah, it was a red, it was a red, it was a red definitely. Um, you thought it was a red card? Kenny Miller, yeah. Uh, to be fair, when I first saw it, I thought it was a red card. But looking back, it, it was too fitted, but to be fair it was too fitted but his studs wasn't showing uh, it kind of got a bit of the ball I thought it was maybe I can see where the ref's given it but I thought it was quite harsh but yeah, but see the modern day, mate if you go on my two feet yeah it doesn't really yeah. go down yeah well. it does like, if you go on my two feet that's uh, usually a red card right away you know yeah. you just can't be doing that then, nowadays End of the day, though, it didn't really have an impact. No, no, it didn't. It didn't. It's just the fact that it was Kenny Miller, you know. Exactly. And he also broke Andy Halliday's nose, am I right? <laughs> yeah, so I've heard, yeah. yeah. Um, have a bit of a between that. Uh, well, but well, obviously, we'll know what Miller is. He's, a, he's aggressive. He wants to fight for every he's ball. A winner. He's, a, he's a very yeah, fiery character, yeah. Uh, and w- see, what did you make of the Rangers fans applauding him when he got the red card when he was uh, going up the tunnel? No, I think that's absolutely brilliant, obviously. Like I've said before, I'm not going to get into it in this podcast tonight. It's not the right place for it. In my eyes, he's not a legend, but I think he deserves all the respect the Rangers fans gave him on Saturday. Uh, the way he's been out, obviously, it's quite bad circumstances, the way he went out, and that's him sort of getting the send-off he deserved. Um, which I think it was brilliant for the Rangers fans, perfect enough, to be honest. Yeah, Kenny Miller's a great player for Rangers, and I've seen some Rangers fans were criticising that, like Rangers fans are applauding him when he got sent off. Well, nah, like, I said, like I said, and he's not a legend for reasons that I'm going to go into, like I said, but I think that's just silly. He scored, he was a great servant for Rangers, he scored a he lot, was. he was a great servant, scored a lot of goals for Rangers, and he won, he won, I think, like, three league titles with us as well. No, I think it was yeah. two, maybe two or three, I'm not too sure, uh, off the top of my head, I'm sure it was two, um, but regardless, Big Kenny, I love him a bit, King Kenny, yeah. and uh, I hope he does well at Dundee. I really do. Yeah. And I hope Neil McCann turns it round because I do like Neil McCann but it just seems like he's losing the dressing room and the players aren't playing for him anymore. And I know. I think they've got... I'm not too sure. Hibs tomorrow. Hibs tomorrow. God, yeah. that's going to be a tough one, so it is. Uh, I, can't, I can't see anything but Hibs win for that and I think that'll be curtains for McCann. It's a shame. It's a shame. They might wait until the next international break. That could be a possibility. Maybe. Then. They may as well just put it Point Miller. A point Miller. I can see that happening, maybe. But Remember, I brought that up. Yeah. I think it might be in the start of the season. I brought it up as a joke, and I'm like, oh, he might actually get the job. I could, but it didn't work out at Livingston as player manager, so I can't see why it'd be any different at Dundee. I think they'd actually get a manager then, but it's a, it's a possibility. Yeah, I know. So, but overall, uh, it was a very. Uh, solid performance from Rangers professional uh, Big Koulibaly got on the score sheet Ryan Kent he looks yeah. like he's coming on at a bit of game so yes yeah. uh, he was good against Villarreal as well um, and Tav obviously scored uh, 
the penalty in big Robertson squad as as well. So yeah, overall, uh, three points on the board and Celtic drew on the Friday night against St Mirren, so Rangers really had to take advantage of that. They did. Uh, and, and what they did? Played two on Friday that maybe Rangers looked at got confidence for that and went out and just kind of blew Dundee away. Yeah, exactly. So so we'll move on to Celtic. What did you make of Celtic's performance last night? Uh, they beat Rosenberg 1-0. Um, it was an expected result. Um, Celtic have already beaten Rosenberg this season, so... It was uh, everyone knew that Celtic were going to win that, that game, but Celtic made it hard for themselves, so they did. They did, and I'm a bit left. I thought they were extremely poor. That's not me being sort of be representing whatever, but I think I think they were they were poor last night. They were, they were flat. They didn't really offer much. I thought um, Edward was missing. He didn't. I barely remember him doing anything of note. Nitsham, it was good in spells, but he wasn't great either. I thought. It was a very fat performance from Celtic for whatever reason. They're at home, big European night. That's what they're Celtic love that. That's what they. That's what they love for. These big European nights and they just, they just failed to kind of impress. Obviously, they got the goal in the end eventually. Yeah, that's a new really, thing, mate. Yeah, for Celtic last night was all about that three points, right? The performance was not great whatsoever, right? They were, nah. as you say, they were pretty flat last night. And Rosenberg are a poor side, in my opinion, right? They're a, they're nah. a poor side. But it was all about getting the three points last night. And obviously Griffiths got that in the end. And if Celtic drew last night, oh my God, Celtic fans would not have been happy. No. They were not aware of it. And they'd have reason too. Obviously they were expecting to get the result. Uh, even though Rosenberg in good form, like I said, they're still kind of a great team. And Celtic last minute winner. It was a brilliant header from Lee Griffiths, to be fair. It was. Um, and I think he should be starting. Do you think he should fan. start ahead of uh, Edward? I think if I was a Celtic fan, or if I was a Celtic manager, I'd play. I'd maybe play them both, but I would certainly have, certainly have Griffiths and Scott Northern. I, I found that very strange, right? Rogers likes to play one up top, but he's so against playing two up top. So he is. I know. I, I'm quite surprised he's not tried it yet. You know, he need, I think he needs to try something different. You know, because Celtic, they've, they've not been exactly been great this season so far, right? It's still early doors, right? But see, compared to last season. No, the last two seasons of the the start of the season brilliantly. This season, they've been average, bang average, right? Uh, and uh, Celtic are beatable, right? And it's not that hard. All you need to do is press them, get in their faces, and you can get a result against them. And look what happened right? against uh, St Mirren, right? They drew with St Mirren, so they did. Uh, and that was the new St Mirren manager's uh, first game in charge. And Celtic dropped points, uh, so they did. Couldn't even score against uh, St Mirren. And... That's the thing, Celtic are going through a phase right now where they are beatable and the cracks are starting to appear. So they are. And so yeah, Celtic fans will jump down my throat right now. Uh, and be like, oh, 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 we, beat, oh, we, beat, we beat Rangers uh, a couple weeks ago, totally dominated Rangers. But the thing is, though, we let you dominate exactly. us. We showed you far too much respect, right? See if we played the way we did uh, in the second half, right, against Villarreal, we would have taken something off Celtic. 100%. If we played the way we did in the second half, pressed Celtic all over the park and had a go, Rangers would have taken something. I'm not saying Rangers would have won it, but Rangers definitely would have taken something from Parkhead and Rangers would not have lost that game. But Celtic right now though, they're going through a weird phase, aren't they? They are. They are. It's, it's kind of strange to see, obviously, that last couple of seasons Celtic have been full of confidence, full of swagger. Rodgers, you know, he kind of 
could have put a foot wrong with his team selection, his tactics, whatever. Um, but it's just kind of, like you say, the cracks are starting to show. For whatever reason, um, Sinclair's been absolutely dire. He has, um, like, last uh, season, he was terrible. His first season was brilliant, has to be said. Yeah, first season, I thought he was outstanding. But last season, he was poor. And anytime I've seen him this season, he's been rank rotten. He's been terrible. He has. And, uh, he has. If I were, were Rodgers, I would get rid of him in January. He's yeah. most of a wage in my opinion. Uh, he's, he's, he's a journeyman. And he, yeah. He'll probably go back down to England, play in the Championship yep. or whatever. But the guy's not what Celtic need, in my opinion. Nah. Nah, they get him kind of young. Like that was Annie, give him a chance. And put him in. He's expected of big things in the future. Two year long deal, why not give him a chance? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, honestly, like Edward as well, like I mentioned him earlier, he came in 9 million, maybe the big main man. And he's not done much since he's came in. And Nitsham as well, he's been poor this season. He's one of the best midfielders in Scotland. And he's been poor, also, he got sent off against St Mirren. Yeah, how stupid was that though? Like, see. <laughs> When you're on a yellow, why dive in like that? It was in a nothing area, bit of the pitch, and he dives in like that. And it was a, it was a, it was a clear second yellow. It was. I know. I see him trying to protest it. He was trying to protest that, like me. Come on. I was like, it was a clear I know, second you make yourself look silly. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was coming all night, that red car. Like, everyone could see it. Even, I think you'd be stupid to say it wasn't coming. Like, it was getting niggly wee challenges there, there, and everywhere, and eventually it just built up, and he slid in, and I just... I don't understand why he did that. Like I said, it was nothing but all. He came in and he just made it hard for his, for his teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Celtic, like, the only player I would say was good last night was Tierney. Yeah, Tierney um, was good. Yeah, I, I, what did Ben say? Ben wanted me to read out his thoughts in the game last night. Because obviously Ben's not on the show uh, tonight. Yeah. But he was saying that he was obviously happy with the result, definitely. But he was not impressed with any, any of the other players. Uh, apart from Tierney he said Tierney was the only player that he was impressed with um, I thought McGregor was okay last night um, yeah, I thought he was being a wee bit harsh but I thought McGregor was alright last night and yeah I thought Grogic was poor yeah he, he was the, yeah the, I think there was at one moment in the game where he could have passed it I can't remember who was unmarked any shot or something I can't remember who was unmarked um, but one of the Celtic players was unmarked completely free in the box and Rogic never squared it he never passed it and Aye. that could have been a goal right there, right then and there. But Rogic, who is a terrific player, by the way, last yep. night I thought he was quite poor. Uh, Mickey Johnson, I thought, was all right, to be fair. I yeah, thought he, he was pretty good. Uh, he looked decent. a good, great young player. Yeah, he's um, got potential. Even, I thought he was pretty decent. It was. He could have even got in the score sheet. Tierney, Tierney um, crossed it in, put in a plate for him, and he, and he, he blasted it over. But that, obviously, that'll, he's still a young boy, that'll come. Um, but no, he definitely looks like a good young player going for the future. Yeah, but. Edward though he was been he's been pretty disappointing. Uh, he yeah. was really disappointing last night. So I don't know if the price tag's got to him or whatever, but whatever the reason is, he needs to sort it out because Celtic fans would be expecting a lot from him. They're saying he's better than Dembele. Well, he's not he's not showed it this far. Yeah, and see Boyata, I know we give him a lot of uh, criticism, right? But I thought he done well to knock uh, the ball onto Griffiths for, for the goal. So he did. Yeah, he did. He did. That was that was a good good week. Ball for Griffiths and obviously also Griffiths. I remember him celebrating after the goal. He was like, "Oh, um, I'm obviously." I was like, "I'm F number one." Yeah. I was like, "I'm F number one." And to be fair, like I don't know what much money he should do. Like touched on earlier. Yeah, it's, it's Evely Griffiths. He is a top player. He is. He's a good, good player. 
and he's the type of striker that Celtic really need. He's the type. He is. He's a goal scorer. He's he's a threat. Anytime he gets the ball, anytime he gets the ball, you think he's going to score. Anytime he gets a free kick, you think he's going to score. I know. <laughs> anytime he gets a free kick against Rangers, I'm petrified. I can't watch. I, know. <laughs> I literally cannot watch. And I know. Yeah, and I was I also saying, I said on the podcast last year, right? See, Lee Griffiths, I would probably. Right, it was just like, I, obviously, I'm not comparing the, the players in quality, right? But I said in the podcast last year, I think Lee Griffiths, in a sense, is like Scotland's Gareth Bale, in a sense, if you know what I'm saying. Like, we yeah. look to Lee Griffiths at times to, if we're in a really bad way, he'll bail us out, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Uh, another thing you would say about him is he's not got the physicality of, like, a, of an Edward or Adam Bailey. He's not got that aspect to the game, but yeah. well acts and, like, in a stats where he makes up in his finishing, his, his pre-kick ability, his corners as well. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's brilliant on the set pieces. I'd probably say he's the best free kick taken in Scotland. Um, yeah. But if I were Brendan Rodgers, he should put two up top. Right? He yeah. needs to try it. Because right now, Celtic are not playing great stuff at all. Uh, they, they really got away with it last night. They got the goal late on. And then, obviously, against St Mirren, they drew. So... He needs to try something different. Teams are figuring out Celtic. That's it. Like teams are really starting to know how to play, and they're setting up accordingly to try and counter that. So Rogers really needs to get his tactics, team selection, all that kind of stuff sorted. Because Griffiths, if this keeps up, he'll he'll want to leave. And it seems like it's happy at Celtic, but if he's not getting getting game time, he'll want to go. Yeah, he just signed a new contract. To be honest, I, I can't see him wanting to go. I know, but if he's not going, if he's not, yeah, I know. But see, nowadays, mate, contracts don't really mean much. Let's be honest. But if he's, see, if he's not getting enough game time, he's not starting. I think you'd be like, right, what, what more do I need to do? You know. So. I know, and to be fair, uh, to be honest, well, if he's not getting game time, that a team might come in and try and test out, take the rebid, and see what happens. And why not? I mean, he's, I think he is good enough to maybe play down there, like. I'm not saying like as a top top English Premier League player, but I can. Yeah, I think you probably do a job there in England. And uh, I don't think you could play in the EPL, mate. I, I don't. Yeah. Maybe like a low end club, like a like a Newcastle, a Newcastle could do with him or something. I, th- I think he can do a job in the championship definitely. He can play with one of the top sides in the championship, maybe a Derby County or something like that, you know. But hey, we'll move on, and we'll talk about obviously Aberdeen. And uh, St Johnston, St Johnston Aberdeen throughout the weekend, mate. What is going on with the Dons? What is going on with the Dons, mate? Remember what I said at the start of the season. I'm going to bring that up. This I'm going to bring this up every single week when Aberdeen drop points. That was another not so great performance. I know, but but uh, what? Can it coming towards the end of, end of September now? And only got one win, mm. one win. That for a team that Aberdeen who apparently should be. Competing at the top of the table with Rangers and Celtic, um, this is a nightmare start for them. They're on a negative goal difference, three draws, one win, one loss, six points. It's not good enough, and they looked poor at the weekend against the Johnson. And you see the reason why I'm saying this about Aberdeen, and I'm being quite critical of them right now. It's because, and I don't think they're going to finish in the, the top four. It's because they've lost a lot of top players. They lost Kenny, uh, Kenny McLean. They lost. Um, Adam Rooney, who was a goal scorer, right, and he was still an asset to Aberdeen. Um, he was still a player that they they could rely on. Yeah. Uh, they lost Ryan Christie as well, right. So that's three players, three big players gone from Aberdeen, right. 
and obviously seeing the final third, that's where they're really struggling. Aberdeen don't have an out and out goal scorer right now. Right, James Wilson has only played 80 minutes uh, off a football this season, and Sam Cosgrove, yes, he's good at uh, linking up play and he holds the ball up well. But is he really what Aberdeen are looking for at this moment in time? Maybe when James Wilson comes into the team, they might play two up top. But Sam, Co uh, Sam Cosgrove playing up top by himself, I'd, they're not going to get yeah. goals through him at all. And no, no, Aberdeen's no. goal came from a set piece as well. I know. I know. I think they're lacking creativity. Like, it's your lack of a goal scorer. Stephen May's not going to get goals. Well, um, Stephen May's Stephen May poor. Stephen May's terrible. He's past it. Yeah, even, though like, he's, he, <coughs> even, though like, even though he's like 25, 26, but I mean, like, he's past it in the sense of, like, with Aberdeen. It's not working yeah. at Aberdeen. He needs to move on. Aberdeen need to get rid of him. The guy can make a comeback, definitely, but he's past it at Aberdeen. Thing is, who's going to come in for him? He's not warranted ever now. I know, but I mean, no. like, I mean, like, in the sense of maybe loan him out or yeah. terminate his contract or whatever, and maybe a return to Johnston might do him the world of good because right now this experiment at Aberdeen has been an utter failure, and I don't see him improving. I don't see him getting better at Aberdeen. I don't. Yeah. See, I don't. But James Wilson, if they get him in the team, maybe they can start scoring a bit more goals but right now they are really struggling to get goals at this moment in time they are they are I think like, if James Wilson gets uh, some minutes under his belt gets some games in the goal he'll, he, will, he will be a terrific a terrific player for them no doubt about it I mean uh, I, I can't remember who it was one of the uh, guy linked to Man U said he's the best youth player I've ever seen at Man U or something along those lines and that's a big statement to make obviously considering the players Man U have got so if he if can get him playing get him scoring goals they could, they could obviously improve their fortunes, but right now they're just lacking confidence and lacking creativity. Just, there's nothing about Aberdeen right now that I would say is good. No, there's nothing really that stands out, mate. Nah, uh, no, no. Scott McKenna, obviously, he's a... Um, he's a great player. Yeah, he is. Uh, and yeah. He, he definitely is, and he'll only get better, you know. But Aberdeen, it's not looking great. It's not looking great, mate. But... Um, no. Yeah, before we move on, um, do you think that was a penalty towards the end from Mackay Stephen? Uh, to be fair, it was one of those ones where it was kind of 50-50, I think. The, the, way, the way it went to me was the, both their feet kind of went at the ball at the same time. And they both hit the ball at the same time. So if you're looking at it from St Johnson's point of view, you're thinking it's a harsh. But if you're looking at it from Aberdeen's point of view, you're thinking, well, that's... If it's 50 50, benefit of the doubt, you should maybe give it. But um, overall, I wouldn't say it's a pen right now. No. Um, but, yeah, so we'll move on. And uh, let's talk about uh, Hibs and Kilmarnock. Uh, Hibs beat Kilmarnock 3 2. And that's a great game. It was a great game, it mate. Was. It was a great it game, was. but I felt as though Kilmarnock were very hard done by. They should have at least got a point out of that game, and they should have got a penalty towards the end and the penalty for Hibs that was never a penalty no never so, in a million years was that a penalty exactly and again come back to poor poor ref, uh, refereeing decisions in seems Scotland. like it's an ongoing Boston. thing mate every single weekend it's an ongoing it thing the refereeing in this country is abysmal it's absolutely shocking I mean like, we talk about this every single week but it's absolutely terrible the, the decisions that go um, but like you said, Kamarnock 
possession was similar, had similar shots and shots and shots and target. Yeah, I actually had more shots and target than Hibbs. Um Nick Kelly in the isolation feel hard by hard gun hard done by. Um, but Hibbs in any game they're involved in it's it's always an exciting game and there was some cracking goals in there. There were some cracking goals in that game. There was um, Stevie Mallon especially, he seems like he's gonna be a really, really good player for uh, Hibbs. Oh Stevie Mallon, he, he's brilliant. Um, and that can vary as well. Honestly, I was talking about him last season, how such a great player he is. Ah, he's a good player, so he is, mate. He is. I absolutely love him, Barry. Um, Greg Stewart as well, what a finish that was. He's, he's really proven Aberdeen wrong, isn't he? He's yeah. <laughs> scored against Aberdeen the other week and he scored against Hibs. So, like, we spoke about it last episode. Where was this Greg Stewart? Uh, Aberdeen <laughs> they'll be they'll be seething because Aberdeen are looking for a great strip right now <laughs> I, know, I know I don't know I don't know if it's just McKinney's tactics or whatever but he's absolutely thriving under Steve Clark and um, he's, shown, he's shown his worth he's proven Aberdeen wrong mm-hmm. he definitely is mate and uh, see Steve Clark got charged by the, the SFA for his comments after the match I did I, I did um, to be fair I, you would be raging in his position I know I know um, do you see what he said? He said in a letter he felt disrespected because he, he spelled his name wrong. <laughs> yeah, the SFA in this panel are just utterly hopeless. Some of the stuff that's happened this season and some of the refereeing decisions from the first game of the season <laughs> has been utterly baffling, honestly. It has, it has been really, really poor. The SFA and they have a review obviously who they've got in place the referees and they need an overhaul I mean Kevin Clancy one of the worst refs I've ever seen um, Molly Collins terrible Craig Thompson's Lord terrible Cole. I can't think of one good one mate if I'm being honest no not at all um, but obviously we can get, we can get, we can get caught off in this all we want it's not going to change anything soon so we just need to kind of deal with it and take it as it comes mm-hmm. yeah you're absolutely right mate and uh, Livy <laughs> the one again they won again. They won again. They won again. I can't believe that. The gym continues for Livingston. Like what? They're, they're, they're above Rangers on the table right now, and um, by two points. They're they've working hard, team. mate. Yeah, they're working hard, and they've got a style where it's just direct football, non-stop. Because they know that they've not got great players, right? Yeah. And they know they need to be fighting all over the pitch, and that's what they're doing. In that plastic pitch, we spoke about it before. That plastic pitch is going to be a real pain to play on. And they're living up to that. They know that pitch is going to be a problem for the teams going to their stadium, and they are using that as as an advantage. So fair play to them, right? They need to scratch and claw for every single point in the season, and they've started the season well. Still early doors, but they've started the season well, and they've proved a lot of people wrong. Everyone said, right now, nah, they're going to start the season poorly, and they'll be gone like come March time, no doubt. But they're hanging in there. I know it's still well of those, but they're starting the season well, and I think they're going to hang in there. They will. And Hamilton, <sighs> we say every year, yeah. I think this could be it. I think this could be it this could year. Could be the season. Yeah. And see Martin Cannon, right? See when I watch him in his post-match interviews, he's not inspiring at all. Honestly. Not. How can that guy inspire and motivate a team? When I see him talk, he's just like, it seems like he's reading off a teleprompter. He just he sounds so boring. <laughs> I know he's just he's got no no personality no charisma nothing he's just he's just like he's just bland he's bland like I'm not saying he's, he's a good manager I mean he's kept Hamilton up he's, he's a good manager I'm not I'm not going to deny that but he's got the managerial skills to 
Mobit player has got the motivational side to his game. I'm not sure he does. No. Great, like I said, great managers kept Hamilton up. That's wonderful. But can he motivate players? I'm, I'm not too sure. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But he still managed to keep Hamilton in the, the top flight. Um, exactly. But Hamilton's defence, we say it every week, they have the worst defence in the league. It is utterly abysmal. It is. It's just the Sunday league at times. And you think a lot of Hamilton's problems don't come from other teams like being better than him. It comes from them themselves, like not defending balls properly, not clearing the danger, or just simple things like that. And they're going to cause, if they go, don't cut out, just don't cut out, out their game, they're going to be in big trouble this season. Um I think they can take solace in the fact that Dundee have had an even worse start. Exactly, I know. Uh, but, I can't, like I said, I, I, I'm not in, if they don't sort their problems, they, they really are going to struggle. Yeah, exactly. And see if uh, Dundee sat the can and bring in someone else, I think Dundee might kick on depending on who they appoint, but mm-hmm. as we're saying, mate, it's not looking good for McCann at all, but... No, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, but... Uh, is what it is, but Hearts, by the way, they're flying. Soft hearts. Top of the league. Them exactly. They, but, but that weekend, see the weekend there though against Motherwell, their, their goal, see when you watch it like in real time, it, it looked like a 50-50, but when you look back, it was a foul. The goal shouldn't have stood, but it was in real time, it did look like a 50-50, but Hearts, they won again, even though it was a little bit questionable, uh, but still they got three points. Five out of five, 15 points, got 11 goals. They've only conceded two goals this season, and that's brilliant considering Mbera has been injured as well. You thought they'd, as soon as Mbera got injured, they thought, oh, maybe that's the end of their kind of run, but no, they've actually kicked on. And just have a look here, Naismith, five goals this season. Naismith, three assists. He's the top goal scorer and the top assists. And I'm not really alive, like, last season he was poor. He was poor. But this season, my. God, he looks a different player. He's, he's, he's brilliant and he's making me jealous. Um, and I think Hearts, I they're not going to win the league, let's face it. But no, no. The bubble will burst, mate. And I'm going to make a prediction, right? I reckon it's going to burst when the players are Ibrox. You think? Yeah. I think it will burst then. Uh, Hearts, I think Hearts will finish third this season. Uh, that's what I'm thinking of it's going. Started off really, really well. And uh, Craig Levine is the ultimate wind up merchant, so he is. And yeah, that, I'm actually starting to like him now. I know, I hated him at Scotland, but I actually quite like him. I know, he's, he's quite entertaining because he just does not care. He doesn't he give doesn't. a monkey's what people think of him. Um, but Hearts, as we say, they started the season really, really well. And John Suter has been outstanding. And uh, would you see what Craig Levine said about uh, John Suter and Dundee United? He said that Dundee United nearly ruined John Suter's uh, career. No, I didn't see that. Man. Ah, that's what he said, right? You like this one, so uh, obviously he said that about uh, Dundee United, saying that John, uh, Dundee United nearly ruined John Suter's career. Then Dundee United, I'm not even joking, released a statement responding to what Levine said. What, what did the statement say? Oh, they were basically saying it was nonsense what he was saying, and it was oh. very defamatory, all that rubbish. And you're like, really? Dundee United. Dundee United are, are in a complete mess right now. Don't you think they have? Bigger concerns on what their ex-manager's been saying about them, you know? Like, that was embarrassing, right? Releasing a statement about what another manager said about a, a former player, like, that was really daft, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, They need to sort themselves out, because no. right now, 
Yeah, they'll go through the banter years. They'll go through the banter years. It's all come to last now. Um, karma comes around. Karma comes around. <laughs> and I think, honestly, the Dundee United don't get up this season, but I'll be, what, four seasons or something down there? Uh, I think trouble. it'll be. I think it might be. If they don't go up this season, that'll be the third season. I think that the, the last season was a se- last season was a second. So if they don't go up this season, that'll be three. Then ne- no, next season will be. F- oh God, I. That is Aye. that's bad. And they're like, financially, they're not doing too great. And Chaba Laszlo, pff, he's not done a good job at all there. They're no. aimless to get promoted last season. Couldn't even do it. And nah. that club's in a mess. Both Dundee clubs right now are in a, a mess, but Dundee United are in, are in a worse off state, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, to be fair, they're, they're a fairly big team. Let's not deny it. I mean, they're not massive, but they're a, big, they're a bit big enough team that they should be in the Premiership. They should be. Yeah, they're also a big club in Scottish football, definitely. Uh-huh. And, and the fact that they're, they're lingering down there, uh, it's not good for the fans, it's not good for their, like, their financial state. And coming out the same, it's like that. It's just silly. It's not doing themselves any nah, good. It's embarrassing. It's beyond embarrassing. But yeah, I was going to ask you about this, mate. Um, do you see what Jason Cummings said in an interview with the Sun the other week? Um, wait, what, uh, he was allowed to come back or something? Yeah, he's basically saying he really wants to come back and he wasn't given a fair chance. And he was also saying, I think you probably heard this one before, but and you probably expect this that he was saying a lot of the players under Cassini did not take to him at all and there was a real divide so there was where well, like the foreign players what? no this is what he got told this is what he got told off the oh, right, right, right. Was there. Uh, there was a real divide like where the the foreigners like the foreign players would go eat at a table then like the English boys and the Scottish boys would all eat at a table and there was a real divide and none of the players really took to him at all and he was he didn't really criticise Murty but he said that a lot of the players did feel sorry for him, him especially, and he, and he was saying he really wants to come back, and he was devastated when he found out that Rangers didn't want him. And he said he's going to try everything in his power to come back, right? And I, I you know my thoughts on Jason Cummings. I thought yeah. he was given a raw deal, and um, he wasn't given a fair chance. And if he if he was given a chance, I think he could have shown his real talent. But uh, I don't think he's helping himself, mate. After the the video that came out the other week. I know. Where he was smashing the, up his room. End of the day, that's his own room. No one has known about that if his mate didn't post it like, a, like an idiot. But end of the day, I don't think he's not doing anyone harm. Like, we're all, we're all young, we're all, we're all, yeah. we're all just stupid things. Do you know why he done it? Um, why? He broke up with his girlfriend. Oh, nah, he broke up with his girlfriend, so that was the reason why he done it. Mm-hmm. And uh, But and his mate doing that to him, that wasn't... A night, that was not a nice thing to do. That's not a true pal. But nah. yeah, coming to start the season well at Peterborough, yes. Nice scored has, about six it, goals, got played a month as well. Yeah, um, obviously the we probably say didn't get a chance at us. I think we did want them. I just think the evaluation between us and Forest was quite a lot. So we didn't obviously meet the evaluation and we obviously got other targets such as Lafferty. Uh, but yeah, started the season well at Peterborough he's got like, I think he got a last minute goal not too long ago. Um, he did, so yeah. if he did have a good season at Peterborough, who knows what the future may hold. But uh, see, the thing is, right, um, if he signed Jason Cummings, he would not have been a starter at all. He would no. be like a squad player. Like, in a sense, so like bring him on, whatever, be like for choice striker. It would have been Morales and uh, Lafferty. They'll be the top two guys, right, fighting for the number one spot if he choose to play one up top. But obviously, uh, Cummings would have been 
good like a good squad player to have. Now. Yeah, it would have been like a good squad player to have, you know. So but yeah. see Cummings, I think he'll be back at Rangers one day. Only if he keeps his head straight and he stays out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Like Rangers obviously we don't have players like that historically who are we fannies, let's face it, but um <laughs> um honestly I think that we do we've got Saturday instead, um which who obviously he's not got much game time at the moment. But Cummins would have been a better option. I think on Saturday can have been a great backup striker behind Lafferty and Morales. Um but I think so they will be back at Rangers one day, I believe, whether that be next season or the season after or whatever. And hopefully I'll come back a more mature player, more well, we're a new player. Um, but no, I'm glad he's taking his chance at Peter Burr anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I cannot agree more, mate. Um, so, is there anything else that we need to cover, really? I don't think so. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. Because, um, uh, obviously, we don't want to keep this one too long. Um, because mm-hmm. tomorrow's Saturday. And, yep. uh, obviously, the weekend's games will be on. So, we'll, I'll get up the fixture list right now. Usually it would be a longer one, mate, but um, as you know, I'm rough and uh, yeah. some of us might be heading out tonight. <laughs> um, right, hold on. Wait, so we've got, I've got them up oh, here. Me, oh, I've got them here. You want me to read them out? Right, 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 I've got them up. So Tomorrow we've got Hamilton versus St Mirren. Aki's not in great form. St Mirren uh, drew with Celtic last week. They might build on that. It was a good result for them. So how do you see that one going? I fancy a wee 1-0 St Mirren win. I'm going to say 2-1 St Mirren. And of course, uh, Aki's will concede. And, uh, ooh, Aberdeen Motherwell. I fancy, do you know what? I'm going to say 2-1 Motherwell. Ooh, I'm going to say one each. Um, Hearts, Livy. See, it's a tricky one because obviously Hearts will know what they've had and Stuart Livingston have had as well. But Hearts, on form. form at the moment, at home, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 3-0 Hearts um, Dundee Hibernian Dundee yeah. really low in confidence right now Hibs obviously won against Kilmarnock last week they bounced back well uh, from that Livy defeat but Hibs won it in uh, very odd circumstances very dubious circumstances mm-hmm. so I'm going to say oh, but Dundee are rock bottom right now so I think Hibs will continue to put more misery on Neil McCann and Dundee, and I'm going to say it will be Hibs 3 0. That's like exactly what I was thinking 3 0 Hibs. And Sunday, Kilmarnock Celtic. That's a tough one for Celtic, it is. Tough one, it is. Rugby Park's a tough place, and Willimbo going back to his, his old club. Um, but I think, I think Celtic. I think they're strong enough to get through this, and, and, but I think they'll concede, so I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic. That's what I'm going to say, mate. I'm going to say 2-1 Kilmarnock. Ooh. 2-1 Kelly. And Rangers St. Johnson. Uh, Rangers at home, obviously. We're in second for at the moment. But so St. Johnson, to be fair, but I think I think 3-0 Rangers. Being optimistic, 3-0. I'm going to say it will be 2-0 Rangers. 2-0 Rangers. So, I mate, it was... Uh, Enjoy this episode as always. And we'll be back uh, next Tuesday. So we will be back on Tuesday. Uh, ben will be on. Uh, so we'll be back to the, the normal format. Um, so uh, until next time, guys, take care and we will see you soon. <laughs>